Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Books and Betches. Not to be confused with books and... Red Rum! (laughs) Yes! I'm Kristen, and with me I have... Here's Johnny! (laughs) And Maria. That's that's Erica, uh, for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, This is a book podcast. We swear, we spoil, and we talk about sex. But today... (laughs) This week, not a book podcast. This week, we're on Based on a book. Based on a book. They all are, though. Technically. Uh, Yeah, true. All the movies we talk about tend to be about books. We're not... We're not talking about the book today, because we... Because we we watched it. Okay, so yeah, this episode is about a movie. I need you to hear that. We're talking about The Shining, originally written by Stephen King, my fave. But this episode specifically about the movie. If you haven't seen The Shining by now, uh, which I hadn't. I hadn't seen it. We both hadn't seen it. Unbelievable. But uh, we're going to spoil it. We're going to tell you everything. If you don't. Honestly, I hadn't seen it, but I knew the gist. I got the gist. I just hadn't seen. Okay. Tell me if you went to this as a film student. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like you meet those like yes. film buffs, <laughs> I like, know the what fucking, like Stanley Kubrick, <laughs> like it's the best film of all time. And I'm like, see, because I'm a of big that, Stanley Kubrick, I don't want to watch it. Same. Like, but like Erica's different. Erica, like she talks about movies and she knows movies. She's like, that's that's her shtick. But she doesn't I'm have big it. Kubrick fan. But she doesn't have it in like, like a pretentious way yeah, of like I watch one movie and I'm a fucking film kid. It's yeah. like please and you're not like th- if i say what my favorite movie is you're not going to be like that's not a good movie yeah you're not going to judge How is that me. your favorite if i tell you 51st days is my favorite movie you're or not zootopia judge. that's great because, movie exactly. that's because when we talk about movies you have to talk about them in two prongs you have to talk about them as the as the artistic expression that they are and like the likability and entertainment yeah. value yeah. there are two different puddles so i never of got into it movies yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. And I'm I'm only just now, like I said in the last um, uh, episode, we talked about movies. I'm just now jumping into these older, like, 80s, 70s films. I struggle with them a lot. I get I'm, bored I'm, very I'm easily. I'm liking it. I'm, I'm enjoying the, I the journey. I loved The Shining. I did. I like gimmicky, I like gimmicky um, directors. Like, yeah. I'm a big fan of Wes Anderson. I like Stanley Kubrick. I like, um, what's his face? What else has Stanley, uh, what's his other big ones? A Clockwork Orange. Okay. I haven't seen I yet, still need yeah. to watch that too because I always hear good things about it. And that. then also the number, I, I would honestly say the biggest, I mean, n- not The Shining, but like The Shining's his biggest movie. Yep. Um, but a steel metal jacket was also. Oh, I've heard of that one too. Is that, who's in that? That's not Jack Nicholson too, right? No. I don't think so. No. Okay. So oh, sorry. Full Metal Jacket. I, full, I knew what you were talking about. So The Shining, um, obviously a staple in horror mm. movies. It's been talked about for many years. What is what is it about The Shining that makes it so... Is it the book? Or is it just uh, as the movie... Like, why is that movie so fucking popular? I think it did uh, change the game. Did it? So originally, originally the, the Shining had a terrible debut. Um, really? It flopped, got Razzie's like awards. Stanley Kubrick got a Razzie award. Is there like, a reason why? Do you know what's a Razzie award? Ra- like Razzie? Like, is it Razzie or Razzie? I can't remember. What it's is when that? they flop? It's like it's oh, what, like when they flop. Films. It's like worst films, okay. right? Okay. Uh, Jack Nicholson got a Razzie for it. Like really? it was it was a huge bo- box office flop, but it turned into a cult classic. A cult classic and something that they regard like that now people regard as. The Shining is known as the best horror film that's ever been made. Wow. Like that is, is it is regarded among the top. Yeah. From what I remember, it's essentially set up the, the, the tropes we see now in most horror films, like those jump scares, the, yeah. Yeah. the Stanley music Kubrick, cuts. The, he, yeah. he 
created a, a genre essentially mm, yeah of and like some of these things that that he did in the 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 music the, the sound the way that things were shot like it revolutionized the the, the movie industry as we know yeah. horror mm. so admittedly as a stephen king fan i've never read the shining and i actually i haven't read most of stephen king's horror novels because i don't like horror Horror. books yeah i really don't and the shining i feel like is probably a thousand pages if i had to guess i'm gonna look right now if i had to guess it's probably a million pages and they probably go into every little detail of every character that i just don't care about because i mean they even did it in the movie a little bit like that that's the the beauty of stephen king and also the downfall 659 (laughs) pages that's not bad that's short i don't think that i don't think the shining was like i don't think it was a psychological on the on stephen king's part no definitely wasn't um it's one of his most popular books of all time but i don't think it like i think it when you think of the shining i don't think you think of it as the book i think you think of it as the movie first. yeah yeah you think uh the first thing you think of is like is jack here's Here's Johnny. johnny Okay. Jack the little twins so which is before wild. we go i know i want to talk about that before we do i think we should do just the 60 second you're oh, we're gonna it. do a 60 second sure i'll me. do it um you ever get out a timer uh hold on uh if you're new to this podcast we do this thing where we attempt to explain the entire plot summary of a book or a movie in 60 seconds or less i'll do it this week the shine oh wait i have one thing i wanted to yeah. wanted to say since we were talking about like first um this movie is one of the first movies to use a steady cam really mm-hmm. he stanley kubrick like got together with the guy who created the steadicam and like made all like he made altercations so that it could go lower so, so can, that's wow. how some of those, those shots were like Amazing really really shots. low to the to the floor um and yeah he worked what with about him to like the opening credits because mike goes wow drone and i was like that no, was not a thing back there my friend of. yeah i was like that's what i said I this is definitely probably a steadicam 100 it's a helicopter or a jib like for the one on the water Oh, yeah. I thought of it as a boat far away, but it's oh. a big jib arm. It's amazing how far sweeping. we've come with drones, dude. The I know. amount of things well, yeah, that could have been done back then, and yeah. they had to use helicopters and like get so artsy I would assume it's it. helicopter that you would have to oh, use. You just 100%. don't realize that like some of the inventions that they've made along the way and when those were implemented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Steadicam is like such a staple yeah. in filmmaking now, mm-hmm. and it's like to think that that wasn't even a thing back yeah. in the 80s. That's crazy. Ew, I kind of have the butterflies. Why? To do a 60-second Oh, I like feel sick. Okay, let's do it and get three, it two, go. Oh shit. Okay, so <laughs> we follow Jack, who is a man, and he goes to this hotel because he, for his summer job or winter, I guess, job, he wants to take over the hotel, basically watch it and do his writing. Mm-hmm. He has a family, he has a wife and a son, and he basically packs them up, brings them to this hotel in Colorado where they're gonna stay. He was told of a story about the man before him that did it and went crazy and killed his wife and kid, and he was like, "Well, that would never happen to me." Of course, naturally, it's a Stephen King mo- film whatever and jack as he's writing he starts to go insane because he's locked up in this fucking hotel in the dead of winter and he loses his mind and he tries to kill his wife and his kid and his kid has weird powers danny he like has this voice in his head he starts saying red rum which is murder backwards and like weird shit happens and jack chases them through this thing and the wife and the kid get away and escape that wasn't bad that's the best one you've ever done thank you thank you so much there's not much that happens in the overall thing the story's very straightforward dude loses his mind tries to kill his family the family gets away um things happen in the middle there because there is a paranormal aspect aspect to it 
So let's uh, which let's is based on a true hotel, like an actual so, place. Yeah. So Stephen King I thought stayed it was, at the hotel. I almost thought it was the fucking uh, Mount Washington. Yes, That's and so they people. showed the hotel, and Mike goes, "Oh, Mount Washington." I was like, "No." Uh, and at, at first I was like, oh, it has to be because it's a Stephen King thing. Didn't realize it was it's called, I think it's the Stanley Hotel, right? And yeah, in, um, okay. in co- somewhere Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. But he stayed at in room 217. 217? Oh. But he the, stayed in yeah. room 217. Yeah. Yes. And like there was some paranormal <gasps> stuff that happened. Um, the original owners are known to like be walking around and like Stephen there's King some like kids. Also but it's not really like insidious in terms of like they're scary. they're it's not more scary like a, ghosts they're like fine they're just, ghosts they just but i wonder left. how much of this he pulls from his his life right because it is about a writer so who so loses his mind i think he, he did have something in that room mm. one of the reasons well he he the book is based off his stay there yeah um oh. but he has struggled with alcohol and drugs drugs in general oh for sure and the book is very very heavily reliant on the author on the you know jack nicholson's character um being an alcoholic Mm. and they didn't and stanley decided not to use that and lean on that in the movie and that's one of the reasons why stephen king hates this movie well it is prevalent in the movie but not to the point where it probably wasn't enough it wasn't enough for stephen king well that's what stephen a lot of his books have the alcoholism actually the new book that i'm reading right now Fairy fairy tale the dad is an alcoholic but like in a different kind of way like he still like tries mm-hmm. to be a good dad but um but i can see as an author you write a book that you're passionate about and you have like this thing that like really does mean something to you and they change it in the movie i could totally see being upset about that mm. and so, i think that's justified <laughs> this is actually very funny so um stephen king wrote this a screenplay for this movie oh really and stanley Ki- stanley kubrick not only didn't use it <laughs> didn't read it and said <gasps> stephen king's a trash writer basically like he didn't say that exactly but he basically was like you're a I book writer not a screenwriter." he basically said i don't think he's that good of a writer and like trashed it yeah. and That's then got so somebody and then got somebody else to write the screenplay well, no wonder he's so mad. no wonder stephen so, king yeah like it, it was all set up to be why like, would you write why would you make this movie then if you fucking didn't like his writing also, the book came out in 77. Yeah. The film came out in what? 82? Two, maybe. So it's very close to yeah. when he published the book. So he's very close to it. Yeah. I feel like that's an earlier um, book of his, right? Yeah. I feel like at that time, Stephen King probably felt more attached to these things. Oh, as now, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure if now, if someone tried to make one of his books into a movie, he's like, all right, go ahead. Also, think about it. If your experience as a writer is of like revolved around drugs and alcohol and you're in a dark place Mm. i could see like even being closer to your work and being like kind of like offended if somebody Mm -hmm. especially in that way i didn't know he was like yeah i'm not gonna read your screenplay that's so straight up up. straight up didn't read it and that's fucked up it was it was um rumored that he had called stephen king's writing weak wow damn so i feel like you can't make this movie then so (laughs) so um when it actually when the movie came out uh Stephen King was like I think that this all fell flat that he like talked mad shit about like Jack Nicholson how he was the wrong actor for wow. it I think Jack how, did amazing oh yeah for Jack sure. is one of the best parts of this yeah. it could have just been him saying it different so it, Stephen King I think being so attached to his own work I think also you're a professional in a different type of media yeah 
And I think like it just goes to show that just because you're a writer mm-hmm. does not mean that you are a writer for television. Yeah. It does not mean you are a writer for movies. 1,000%. And it does not mean that you you know fucking jack shit about anything to yeah. have to do. <laughs> With the other medium that, you know, yeah. just because yeah. you're really yeah. good, just because you're a really good, like, story writer does not mean that you have any sensibility Translating for Translating into film mm-hmm. is so different. Because Jack, Jack Nicholson is literally the best part of this movie. I love that Jack played Jack and Danny played Danny. I thought that was really funny. That the like audience... his name was Danny? Yeah. yeah. And I oh looked God. him up. I looked him up. He's just like a normal dude now. Like, he doesn't really oh do God, anything. Yeah, he looks so different. He's just so average, right? <laughs> I think that's so funny. Oh, wow. Like, when you think of, when you think of, like, the pantheon of great actors jack nicholson is in that ring oh yeah he still looks the same too he's like 90 he's like 80 years old almost he's 70 78 maybe how old is jack nicholson i'm looking i'm looking looking. it's 85 oh wow even older than i thought he's almost 90 dude that's i mean he's he's had some like unbelievable roles and stuff but he's like truly like method actor type guy yeah i think it'd be 50 years in 2023 so it must have been 83 that this came out. I think so. So the 50 year anniversary is coming up, which is wild. And this is a movie that stands the test of time. That is what I want to talk about because mm-hmm. there's no, there are references to like a phone yeah. and like it's connect, but that still is relevant. Also seeing a regular like phone. Yeah. I was like, man, I want one so it bad. It dates it to some degree, but, but not enough. Not enough for yeah. it to make a difference. It felt, I, I loved like where it was set. I thought the hotel was so sick. I thought that the, the snow and like them truly feeling trapped. Yeah. At first when it started, I'm like, you're not really isolated. And then they show it and I'm like, they are so fucking isolated. Like yeah. you need a snow snowmobile to get up there yeah that was wild i think it truly like it made it makes the set of that film i will give you my first gripe yep the font top of the film i didn't even (laughs) notice (laughs) pissed me the fuck off didn't even notice it's this neon scion kind of blue Oh. And I it's just, it's just rolling like, text, and it's just like the shining. <laughs> I and know. I, I just, I, I, I think I zoned out white because those credits were for it was too so long. long. I know, I didn't even. And notice. I just, I got so mad at that because I just like, if you're gonna be the best horror film of a lot, you don't give me that color. On I text. mean, it was the '80s, right? Did you know that there's only two horror movies that have ever been, um, that have ever won Academy Awards? Which one? Really? No, one? no, no, no the, because the Academy is like traditionally always been very against horrors yeah um that's amazing the two one of them is very old and one of them is recent not recent but like not that old okay okay which other you want to guess no i don't have any guess the exorcist oh yeah yeah and silence of the lambs oh wow i'm not surprised the, I think the the so my Hannibal. favorite thing about this movie. Well, first of all, I thought the kid was great. I thought I believed he was so good. I totally believed the kid didn't know he was in a horror. Are you serious? They told him he was in a drama, and he didn't know until he watched it. He watched it when he was sixteen. Shut the fuck up, because his little voice where he's like, rah, rah. he seemed really scary. He had no idea. He they didn't want I it because they wanted to like protect him from it. Yeah, that's, that's very sweet. But I feel like that really brought out the horror to me. Like Jack Nicholson was great and his character like slowly losing his mind was scary. But to me, the scariest thing was that that kid. And I think kids are terrifying in general. Yeah. But for him to do like that little voice and then the tricycle scene. 
Like we I have to talk it. about iconic. the tricycle. The love way it. that iconic. it was filmed is it. every time he would go around, I was trying to figure out, I was like, what's so great about this? It's, it's following him. And every time he would go around a corner, you're like, when's it going to be? When are we going to see but the twins? Like, yeah, when's it going to pop yeah, off? The thing like, is we were there. We were waiting. Like, he kept us in the suspense. Yes. And the, the sound the design. The sound when it was on the rug. And the then he was on the wood and then rugs and then wood. That was insane. So good. I think I wrote down in my notes. I had chills from that. I wrote that I loved him in it's the one of the most iconic, wheel. like, yeah. you know, Scenes. long shots or whatever. Big uh-huh. wheel in um, a massive hotel, like that single little shots. Fun. Yeah. And then um, the ball, him throwing that ball all around. So another wild. thing is that, like, the actual um, dichotomy of the uh, hotel is incorrect. Like, they had, um, th- like, people have figured this out over the years where they were like, that window was supposed to look overlook that, but it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. Like no. nothing makes sense. No. The yeah. actual layout of the hotel, if you look at it, but that kind of adds to the psychological. It was meant to. I was oh, thinking about the the, wow. the kitchen. Right? Yeah, I was wondering why I felt so uneasy. How their apartment yeah. felt so far away. Yes, nothing everything. was. Yeah, nothing. You're going to walk that far to get food? Wow, I didn't even put that. I was like, something did feel off, and I noticed there was like a fucking mirror. In so many shots, like when he's mirrors walking, portals. the mirrors, oh God, what? Mirrors <laughs> are portals. That's probably it then because there was a lot of mirrors in that movie. There's a lot of, yeah. It was creeping me out. That's all I know. But then um, there was the part where uh, they, so we should talk about like how they got out of the situation or like what led to it. So when Jack starts going crazy, which he was already kind of nuts to start. Yeah. He was just a mean man. He was a horrible husband and he would say things that were like really fucked up. But there was a previous incident where he pulled the kid's arm out mm-hmm. of like the socket mm-hmm. so we already know he had a history of violence that he didn't mean to do so when he starts to go crazy it's terrifying and he somehow gets an axe and there's the iconic scene that we all know where he's bu- trying to bust into the bathroom and the other the, his wife is like hiding and the kid gets escapes out the window and he busts through this door and you just hear and see his face and he goes here's johnny Erica, where did that come from? So here's Johnny comes from Johnny Carlson show. Oh, Johnny Gar- Carson show. You said it was oh. it was it's improv, improv though. It was improv. What? How? So it wasn't written in so the he script. Just did it. He just did but it. I, I guess I don't really. I'm not like super familiar with the Johnny Carson show, but I think that's. That's like something that was said in the show because it's so often. funny because it's like that just comes out of nowhere. I feel bad for the chick screaming. Yeah, she was great. I got annoyed sometimes. So one of the yeah. more one of the more like iconic scenes in terms of like um, acting was the scene with the bat, um, where what's she's her face? Going up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, and she's oh, like she swinging the bat yeah, or whatever. That was cool. I was I was upset. Why well, I like that? She part. didn't swing fast enough. Well, yeah. Well, it she was like hard just, enough. Like, she I, didn't want to hit him though. But she again, should've. like Jack yeah. Nicholson is just like unbelievably good. Oh at no, acting. he yeah. was perfect. Like he's so she, creepy. With I was like, please stop. And she's doing this. I'm like, girl, get a grip. And yeah. fucking bash his but head. But he's in. just sitting there. He's like, "I'm not gonna hurt you. Oh, I'm was gonna f- fucking bash your head." In. The scene where he's just like, <laughs> it's just a shot of him like zooming in, and he's just smiling. It's just like, do you know who else said, "I'm not gonna hurt you like that"? Who? The killer in black phone. I'm not gonna hurt you. Exactly oh, the same. We're gonna shit. talk. Okay, so uh, we're gonna do an entire episode on the movie Black Phone next week, and I'm going to connect it to The Shining. I'll do it in that episode because I have uh, some interesting. F- things that i've I noticed i love that i chose that out of the blue i'm so it- happy you did too and we'll talk about that next week but I, I just didn't want that to be confusing um but when it ends so it ends with like the the wife and the son getting away they mm-hmm. escape and the last shot 
which is the meme that I always see. The fucking frozen head. Jack Frozen. I had no idea Neither what that was I. from. Neither and then I. I saw it and it goes, oh my God, that's the meme. I didn't know what it was from. It's from I this movie. It. I was like, that's where it's from? And why? He's just laying there frozen, man. So um, the original cut of this movie is not that. That's not the end. Okay. Oh. And I love these facts she has. It's I know. I, like, so I did a lot of research on this. I love it. I do know the movie pretty well, but yeah. Um, the last scene was was di- totally different. It aired to the movie theaters. Totally different. Gone. They've cut it. What is? And it? then like it was uh, whatever. I don't. I don't remember the exact like what ended up happening. But it's different from the books. And then they re like did it and they put a different scene in. And the scene is lost. Like there's what? no footage of the it's original of the scene. Floor. Oh my god. Well, think about it back then. Like it, there was probably only so many copies, and they yeah. probably like yeah. There was no, you digital. know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no digital copy anymore. So, yeah. like, and there's only so many movie theaters and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, there is, like, a version of it on um, script, but there is no, like, actual wow. footage of That's that wild. last scene anymore. So, I wonder how it ended. It. I didn't look up how it ended in the I book. Didn't didn't but you care. you know that it's not the same. As oh, okay. So, the end had the shot of, of zooming into the photo. Oh, yeah. What was that about? So what did I'm that mean? To, I'm trying to find I don't know. So the last shot of the movie was a picture that was hanging up in the hotel and it showed Jack with a whole bunch of people and it said 1921 like he had already been part of the yeah. hotel. That was confusing to me. If you, if anybody's listening to this and you like have a theory or you know what that means, let us know because I couldn't figure that out. And maybe that's a reference to the book, I don't know, or maybe it's I, part of me thinks that when he I think it's trying to like create a, a sense of like was he real yes. was it yeah, real that's what I thought well, was when the he whole heard, thing real when he heard the story when he was going to the hotel and they told him the story they were like there's a guy here that went crazy and killed I, part yeah, of me thought I they think, were talking about him like, yeah I think that there's an illusion of like was this loop? whole thing yeah. was this whole thing real or is it because like, he was talking to that guy that did it and that guy was like I've been here the whole time and I didn't do that like mm-hmm. he talked to the ghost yeah and I was like what like I don't think you're supposed to know what's real no but like part of me thinks like that that whole thing wasn't so maybe that last shot had something to do with that yeah. and I'm just too dumb to figure it out I, yeah so overall what did we think about I liked it as a movie that I saw for the first time I loved it I was very I was hooked. I wanted to know more about... I thought Jack Nicholson just, like, fucking nailed mm-hmm. it, obviously. I... It's hard looking at these with an, a more modern eye. Yeah. You know? Because, like, I didn't care for how long the edit was. I kind of liked... I didn't like yeah. all the super, super long crossfades. Dude, the crossfades like, are killing the me. There was a couple of really good ones, though, where There were a couple face. of good ones, but Oof. most times it was just super long for no reason. And yeah. I'm sitting there like, this is a very long movie. Well, it's probably supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to make, it's you, it's supposed to make to, you feel yes. uncomfortable. Yeah. Everything, I get it. everything about that movie and the way that it was shot... It, the music was just, so good. It's just meant Sometimes to... the music felt ill-timed. Oh, I loved it. Sometimes, I like, think that's the point. The whole, like, and then it would stop randomly, and you're like, Okay. Yes, I think that was the point. I, it's un. It makes you feel uneasy. It does. I was uneasy. I was just like, am I looking at the right thing? Am I dumb? Yeah. I don't know. But I, I liked. I liked when things got intense. I liked mm-hmm. when Jack finally lost his marbles <laughs> and shit hit the fan because I was waiting for so long. Yeah. And the little kid was great. I think he did a great job. I yeah. liked his connection yeah. with the cook. Yeah. And how the cook sort of he's like, you have what I have. It's yes. called the Shining. And yes. It's like. It's I, it, I like their connection, how he tried to save them. I, I hated that he died. Yeah. That was a, a, a twist for me. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I hate that he went all that way just to fucking Just die. for nothing. I know, that sucked. I, I think um, a lot of, 
I think a lot of like the shining too is is um it's interesting because we're looking back on it and seeing it in the 80s would have been so different. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like nothing we've ever seen I love before. how she's smoking in every scene. I'm like, oh, that was so fucking normal then. Yes. Like everybody, the people yeah. watching it in the theaters were probably smoking. Yes. <laughs> like, so she almost had a full mental breakdown. What? Uh, apparently because Kubrick really was really like. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Apparently he, she, I don't think she's ever acted after that, right? I don't think. Because remember. of how he pushed her in that film. Basic, oh, wow. Basically, she was like her acting style was more like interpretive and like not as. She kind of reminded me of uh, what's her name from Beetlejuice. Yeah, I got a lot of. Um, writer, so but. he like wrote her really hard and and Kubrick is not a fan of um, people of like stand ins for lighting. So the actors would have to actually stand in when they were doing all the lighting and stuff. I like that they protected the kid, though. I think that's cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. But Stanley, Stanley Kubrick, like, you know, basically, like, sung high praises for Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. And was so I, I would assume that their working styles were just more compatible. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he totally stole the show. The red rum thing has stuck with me for a long time. For having not seen the movie or read the book, everybody knows what red rum is. Mm-hmm. And, like, people Everyone. would write it. And, and then that it's that realization when you're like, it's murder backwards. And you could see it in the mirror, another mirror thing, which is weird. Um, I thought that was, like, really fun. I didn't know. I thought that that would have a bigger play. And then I saw it and I was like, what the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> that was my biggest thing. Where Just I was like, to have this little kid speaking to you like that. Yeah. I, weird. That kid when he had the knife, dude, that was fucking terrifying. That mm-hmm. part got me a little bit. I was like, ooh, I'm going to hold it right. I, that was Mike's. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, my God. That brings me to this. Okay. Oh, yeah. So a fun thing that happened completely on its own is I watched every single movie that we're about to discuss with Mike, my, my boyfriend. I noticed he was like taking notes and he was like, I'm just going to take notes. And I was like, oh, this is funny. I'm not going to read any of them. And I'm going to go to the podcast and I'm just going to read them live, read them live. So I have not read any of these. And these are Mike's notes. Love this. Wrote it on a piece of paper and everything. Let's see. Let's see. All right. I'm surprised in my 30 years that I've never seen this. Same, Michael. Love the landscape on the intro. Same. That green tie on Jack. Whoa. Everybody has knitted ties. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know that. Wendy didn't kiss her kid after leaving him in a room. Weird. The father is creepy to begin with. The fridge and apartment. Jeez. Love all these old things. Yeah. I would rip that tricycle around that hotel too. Me too. <laughs> I love this kid's acting. Okay, we talked about that. Every derogatory thing these guys say, if you ever. I don't know what that means. Love the connections from this to Black Phone. Oh, he picked up on it too. Wendy needs budding lessons. Baiting lessons? Batting lessons. Batting lessons. Yes, she does. You had yeah. that point, too. Yes, she does. Wendy running with the, that knife, surprised fucking she didn't sad. kill herself. <laughs> fucking sad. She literally was just flailing the fucking knife like it was nothing. And and the part that I got pissed at, at the end, when, when Danny's coming back, she just fucking drops the knife to run to her kid. I'm like, he's still out. Like, you're, you have to. <laughs> I didn't to- even think of that. That's so funny. I think of things like how I would do them, and I, she would have <laughs> yeah, died. Yeah, she was, like, so, like, not. Dumb. No. Continue. And then, well, then he wrote, Wendy screaming as Jack cut down the door was priceless. You mentioned that as yeah, well. And yeah. now the last page, which only has a couple things on it. Why did the kid go back inside? I wrote that I too. I wrote the same I thing. I wrote that too. I was like, what the fuck, kid? Dude, why would you go f- go into the woods? I like, did. Why would you I wrote, go back in there? I wrote that. He could have hid in so many different ways. And you and just go fine. right back into the middle of the... Yeah, that, that pissed me off too. But I guess he's a kid. Why no, the no, heck? No, no, no. He should be smart on that. Why the heck did that man go all that way to die? 
Wendy's yes. run is the worst. Oh my god, Wendy fucking- ran like Jack Sparrow. She did this <laughs> with her arms. That's what I'm saying with the knife in her hand. Yes, she, she was very. Sad. She dropped I the wrote knife. It. Why does his mom run like this? <laughs> she wrote. She dropped the knife. What the fuck? Like you said. Yep. The frozen Jack. LOL. Winter is coming. Mean. I finally get it. So a lot of the same, a lot of the same things that we all had to say. This is great. I love this. I love that he did this. Um, I think we have a lot of the same notes. I was like, damn, we saw this man coming to help just to see him die. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's so funny. So The Shining for me, um, really enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally watched it. I would never watch it again. No. Um, And that's where I'm at. Erica, what do you, what are your final thoughts on The Shining? Um, I think it's like a cult classic. I Mm -hmm. think that it revolutionized um, a style of of movie. I think you see The Shining, like you said, in a lot of a lot of horror movies. I think Stanley Kubrick um, has like made a he's made a dent on like movie making as a whole yeah. over time. And like, is he alive? No, he's dead now. He died many years ago. That makes um, sense. Actually, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> but I I I think The Shining just will always stand on its own as one of like the greatest um scary movies that will ever exist i think it like just really resonates with people and um it's a staple in in society mm. like when you think of red rum here's johnny it's like true. those are especially things here that, johnny those are things that are gonna like be forever that's true i thought his name was johnny no coming in the noise his name is jack i'm like yeah why'd you say that which is crazy because it's like the johnny carson show and like you yeah. know the johnny carson show yeah you've heard of it you yeah not watched it but like that's wild. um i think what's interesting to me is that how how famous stephen king is that this movie outshines that stephen king actually um he hated the movie so much that he went and got uh, TV show of The there's Shining. A, a TV show. Oh, really? A three-part three so series. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's horrifyingly bad. Classic. But he made it the way that he wanted it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I kind of want to read the first, like, chapter of the book because I would never read the whole thing just to see what the perspective is. Like, I just, and, you know, it's really, it's really interesting because, like, if you think about, like, Stephen King as a whole, he's written, like, you know, it It One, was two, also two. another horror film mm-hmm. that that resonates he tells amazing yeah. stories dude he tells amazing stories and that's what pet cemetery like he's had the most like I th- they're all in the same sort of vein in a way of like their sort of genre but at the same time they all feel so different they're all so connected and like the and in so most interesting yeah it's that he loves that like psychological thing he loves characters and he loves like powers like every character somewhere in there has like an intuition of some some mm. sort somehow. I mean, I Stephen King's literally written some of the he has some of the best source material for movies yeah. that have mm-hmm. ever it's amazing that have ever graced our screen. Yeah, movies and TV shows. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And it's unbelievable how how many. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen The Shining by now, like me and Maria were in the same boat uh, last week. Totally. I, I mean, I totally recommend it. Do it. Just, I mean, get it out of the way. I know he spoiled it for you for most of it, but... Yeah, it's it's a fun... It's a... Well, I won't say fun, but it's an interesting movie, and I think there's a lot that you could take away from it as far as, like, movie making goes. Mm-hmm. I think if you're really inter- yeah, interested if you, in Yeah, if you like how movies are made and you like to dissect them... Yeah, this is, this is the movie like the, for like you. Like, the shot of just the blood coming through the elevator. Oh, so cool. Oh, we Freaking didn't even scary. talk about the old woman scene. That Ugh. was... Oh, that's what I wrote down was... I, I'm, I'm watching this movie. I'm like... I've seen this before. 
it was in fucking Ready Player One when they try to like beat the game at the end. They go into um, these movies and they go into The Shining. Oh, so I had seen like these things. I'm like, why do I know this old woman? I'm oh, like, wow. It's like what movie or like what a uh, video That's game funny. is it in? And it was that. So oh my god, okay, interesting connections there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's our episode on The Shining. Stick around for next week because we're going to talk about The Black Phone. Is that next week? Yeah, that's 100% next week. The, okay. The Black Phone, there's some connections there that I'm really excited to make. I Wait, have some he theories. Wrote Carrie too? Yeah. yeah. That's one of that was his first one. That was his first book. Well, his first published his, book. Yeah, his first like The one Long Walk taken. was the first one he ever wrote. Yeah. But that was his very first Holy published shit. book was Carrie. Yeah, yeah. dude. He's a fucking he's he's mastermind. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's books underscore N underscore Betches, B-E-T-C-H-E-S. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Just look up Books and Betches. You could see this podcast. Um, become a Patreon member. Just hit the link tree in our Instagram, and you'll get links to all these things, and it'll be easy for you. Thank you for listening. We love you. We adore you. Happy spooky season, even if it is November. And for you. <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.